I'm Kimberly Young, Assistant Medical Director for Hillside, and welcome to Reframe Children's Mental Health. Hillside's mission is to help children and families thrive by providing outstanding residential services and community mental health services. Our programs focus on the strengths of our kids and encourage the growth and improvement they need to navigate through life. Hillside provides specialized cutting edge mental health care and education to children and their families. In the midst of the COVID-19 era, virtual therapy has become essential for many. On this episode of Reframe Children's Mental Health, we'll be taking a look at Hillside's virtual in-home outpatient program and how it's made a difference in the lives of one family in particular. 16-year-old Thomas was struggling with mental health issues and his parents were at a loss. Instead of opting for partial hospitalization, they chose Hillside's virtual IOP program. Hi, my name is Carolyn and I am Thomas's mom. Hi, my name is Thomas and I'm 16. So what brought us to Hillside is we were really desperate for help with our son, Thomas. He's been struggling with mental health issues and had just been released from the hospital uh, for suicidal ideation. And we were really needing help desperately with him in order for him to feel safe at home and for us to feel safe with him at home. What we were looking for is partial hospitalization. And this was offered to us, but it was called Hillside's Virtual ILP Program. And it offered more of the same thing that a partial hospitalization would offer, where he would have the intensive group therapy. He did three hours a day group therapy. Then he did an hour individual counseling. And then we would do an hour of family counseling. This was every week. He was in a really dark place at the time. So it really helped to bring him kind of out of that dark place and keep him grounded and focused on doing well versus running away, wanting to hurt himself, explosive outbursts. He was able to work through these issues and make progress. I was skeptical about it at first, but like it was really easy to warm up to it because of the, the group of people that I was with. They were very comforting and reassuring. That's what I liked about it was being able to be in a group with people who were facing the same thing that I was or had some similar issues. I was able to stay at home and I was able to like work things out at my house instead of having to worry about the consequences of being with at a different place and being put on lockdown or something. I liked being at home because I was able to communicate with my parents. In-person was scary to me because say you were to have really bad social anxiety, you're around all those people and like you're freaking out. You don't know if they're talking about you behind your back. But the virtual IOP, it was different because Nobody knew your problems. You can't communicate with them outside of the Zoom. It made me feel more comfortable. We had a private room set. It was our office, home office. Every day, we, he would do his schoolwork from 9 to 2, okay, and then 
at three o'clock, he would come into the office, has set up his Zoom meeting with his group, and then he would do group therapy from 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Now we would schedule individual sessions around that. Usually on Friday, I would we would have family therapy with uh, me, uh, his mom, and his sibling, two of his siblings, the ones that kind of struggled with the relationship the most. And we would have that family session. We would all come into the office and do the uh, family session with just the therapist. Then on uh, one day a week, before he went in, he had it scheduled where he would do individual session uh, with his therapist before he went into his group session. By participating in Hillside's virtual IOP program, Thomas was able to learn practical coping skills through dialectical behavior therapy, also known as DBT. What I learned most from group therapy was that it's better that you know these skills and know how to use them. My favorite skill personally was tip. It was temperature. That's the main thing that I liked was the temperature part where if you needed to cool off, you would you could take a cool object, hold it against your face and cool yourself down. It kind of like brought you into the moment. The I stood for intense exercise and the two piece stood for pace breathing and paired muscle relaxation this is part of dbt therapy i liked learning this skill because of like whenever my body would heat up and i would get angry to have that sense of a cold object cooling you off made you it knocked you back into reality and made you realize there was no reason to be upset if there was a reason to be upset, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. And it kind of just got you thinking and it cooled you off. The intense exercise, say you were to like work out really hard, it made you feel really good about yourself. And over that time, you don't even think about problems. You're just happy that you, you achieved your goal. And then the paced breathing, you pretty much count your breaths or close your eyes and deep breathe, and it relaxes those muscles that are tensed up when you're angry, and then paired muscle relaxation. You would tense up all your muscles as strong as you can, and then you would release, and then you would do it again, and then you would release, and it helped you lose that anger inside. Like, it would loosen up those muscles, and you wouldn't be as tense. DBT was something we would work on in group therapy. Our therapist would pull up a sheet and we would do the questions on the sheet and practice DBT. And as a group, we would work together and it helped you get a sense of what DBT really was and what the skills were. These are skills that I continue to use. What I enjoyed most about the one-on-one virtual therapy was pretty much being able to ask any questions that I had about the skills in one-on-one that I was too embarrassed to ask about in group or too afraid to ask in group uh, because of my social anxiety. The interaction with the therapist was nice. She made me feel extremely comfortable. 
I like the virtual family therapy because I was able to communicate with my siblings and my family about my issues and was able to hear their side of the story and what they wanted to see happen. The family sessions really gave Thomas an opportunity to let us know what he wanted to see happen as well as, you know, we were able to express what we wanted to see happen in our interactions with him and progress. And he was able to open up and, and express to us comfortably about what he wanted to see happen, the goals he wanted to achieve. One of the skills that Thomas learned and that really helps is when we plan for an event that we know is going to have lots of triggers. Usually any kind of social gathering, family event, he has social anxiety, so he does cope ahead. And he has a list of things and, um, and goes over in preparation for triggers to cope ahead so that he is prepared for these triggers and how to handle them. And with all the holidays, we've had a lot of family gatherings, Thanksgiving, some birthday dinners. These are, were really hard times for Thomas. We usually had a, a, a there was usually a meltdown, explosive outburst. Rarely we didn't have a, a social gathering that Thomas did not have some kind of explosive reaction on something that he perceived as a personal attack on himself. So these cope ahead have really helped him. We have not had a single outburst at any function. This at Thanksgiving, I was really proud of him and pointed out to him how well he did because he coped ahead and was aware of the triggers. His demeanor changes when he's upset and you can tell when he has been triggered. And what he would do is he would step outside and he would use a skill that he had learned in Cope Ahead and was able to calm himself down and use that strategy, those strategies to help calm down and there was no outburst. So it's been very impactful, even on our family. His siblings were able to feel more comfortable, safe around him because he is applying these skills to his life. The part of DBT too is, you know, he has a lot of cognitive distortions where he believes things, people are talking about him or he misinterprets Something that was meant as, as something simple as a nice compliment could be perceived as an attack to him or uh, just a comment. He would take it as, oh, they're attacking me. So what we have him do is journal every day and anything that he heard from his siblings or anything that he took as attack or he, he made him upset, he would write in his journal and then we would read it at night and discuss it and go ahead and nip it, no, that, is that really what happened? And then we would nip that negative self-talk kind of because of what that, this is what happened, and then this is how Thomas perceived what happened, and he, was, he would be able to like realize, oh, that's what, not what that meant. I took that wrong. This is what really happened, and then he can stop that negative self-talk where he talks to himself and makes him feel like he's, alone and nobody loves him and everybody's against him and and we would do that daily nip that those negative thoughts and so that he would end them and then feel more positive about himself and and realize that people aren't always out to get him 
Both Thomas and his mother saw great advantages of virtual therapy and were pleased with its effectiveness. Using the virtual program was very, it was very convenient for our family, especially in the time of COVID and the long distance. We live about two hours from Hillside. And so that was really convenient for us. And then also him able to stay at home with us and still participate and be with the family. And we may not have to drive him. I didn't have to, you know, do all that transportation back and forth, driving him back and forth. It was very convenient. So he was also doing school online. And that really helped too because the schedule worked out great because he was able to do school and have school completed, and then we were able to do come right in. We didn't have to leave and travel, go anywhere. We were able to stay right here in the comfort of our home and him do the group therapy. And Thomas, at first, it was funny because he he was, like, dreading it. He thought it was going to be horrible. It's going to be boring. And then it became where he was looking forward to it every day. It was a way for him to connect with other people virtually and during the time of COVID when he was doing online classes too. And when it ended, I thought he was going to be happy it ended, but he was really sad that it ended. He hated to see it end. The advantages of virtual IOP over in-person was being able to use my skills immediately with people of my family and peers. I would recommend virtual IOP to anyone in a similar situation because it really brought me to a sense to where I know how to use these skills and that I'm not the only person who is dealing with these issues and that it's okay if someone does say something bad about you, it's gonna happen, it's life. But being in virtual IOP has also helped me realize that, you know, hey, there's kids that do actually care about you and who understand where you're coming from. On a scale of one to 10, I would have to say the effectiveness of the virtual program, I would say for me, a nine, be right there, nine, 10, because I was very skeptical in the beginning because I thought, oh, this is just another therapy session. Thomas is just going to tell us we want to hear when he's in therapy and then there's not going to be any progress and we'll be right back to the same old same, oh, we've been going through this cycle for years. And by the end, when we ended the session, the last session, I honestly had hope again. And I expressed that to uh, the therapist about how I could see light at the end of the tunnel again and that I had real hope again that there was true change. And it, it wasn't just Thomas telling us what we wanted to hear to get through these sessions and end it. It was real work and real difference in his life and our lives because the sessions, they worked, and I, I was impressed. On a scale of from 1 to 10, I would gauge the virtual IOP a 9 out of 10 also because it really helped me learn these skills a lot better than what normal therapy would, and it helped me be able to use the skills comfortably, and it also gave me a sense of this is how you do it, and I got to do it in front of a group of people to where I would feel comfortable doing it in front of my peers or people in my family. It gave me confidence.
Transitioning in-person therapy to a virtual platform comes with a myriad of challenges. Here are Taylor Welshel, Hillside's Program Manager, and Jason Rodriguez, Hillside's Community Program Clinical Director, with more. I am Jason Rodriguez, the Clinical Director for Community Programs at Hillside. Hey, my name is Taylor Welchel, and I am the Program Manager of the Virtual IOP at Hillside. There were many times where Taylor and I just we sat in a room with with our initial plans and stared at them for a second and one of us would would just admit <laughs> I don't know how this would work and we would really have to rework it to make sure um, that it, it took into account the the you know the challenges of being solely virtual um, while trying to fit an intensive program into a virtual type of world part of that was making sure that, we were clearly able to manage and assist like young people with really intense difficulties through like, through the virtual realm um, while they were in the home. And I think, I think we did so pretty successfully. And talking about the virtual program, I was fortunate enough to be there when the Hillside leadership team was discussing this reality. COVID pandemic had just started to begin and we were looking for a creative solution for children that were not going to be able to do Hillside's day program in person if they were either medically fragile or if they were too far away or if it just wasn't a good fit for the family to be able to commute for that service. So we were able to work with our team and adapt our day program and our day IOP, which is an in-person platform that we have and turn it into virtual. So we took a lot of the curriculum and reworked it. And I had two therapists that worked with me for about two months straight to take everything that we did in person and customize it to make sure it would be a successful experience and would have the same benefits for those families that may not have been able to make an in-person or a long commute so they would have access to the same services during this strange time that we were in. I think the translation happened really well from in-person to virtual for the fidelity to be able to stay. Because our therapists are so creative, we were able to create a space where I don't think it felt that different for a client on the other end because we were able to find new creative ways to do the same interventions. For example, we would usually do like a sensory box in a room with them. Instead, when we were doing virtual, we would have them do like a scavenger hunt for those items that they could bring to the table in front of the computer and we could put them together. So we were able to do all the same skills because our team was so creative, they were able to quickly adapt to the virtual setting to make them just as creative and just as personal as it would have been in home. So the clients in the virtual IOP tend to be clients that are not getting the benefit out of once a week therapy and are realizing that a higher level of care is necessary, but they're not at like a residential level of care where their client or where their child needs to be like taken out of the home. So these clients tend to be clients that have high levels of anxiety that are not letting them be able to perform the tasks that they need to have a fulfilled life. It's clients that have had one or two suicide attempts that are struggling to maintain in the home or having some aggression or disruption that is causing like cops to be involved or families to be somewhat fearful. So it's those clients that are starting to show that their mental health is getting in the way of fully functioning and families that are needing a quick 
program to be able to help them feel like they can be a family again and feel that they can move forward in a once a week setting situation. The way that the virtual platform has worked for us has really, A, helped a lot of families that wouldn't have access to these types of services. IOPs traditionally are in-person, you need to commute to them every single day, and it's a big burden on families to be able to make that mental health need hit. So this has been a way for families to be able to get the services that they need and have it be more convenient for their lives. So we use a Zoom platform and some of the challenges that we came across is, you know, if you have a client that is looking upset, you can usually pull them out of a group or you can pat them on the shoulder. So for us, we've really utilized the breakout rooms inside of a Zoom platform. So we have two therapists at all times in a room with up to 12 kids. And we have the option that if we see that the client is a little upset or if the client identifies that they're upset, they can ask for a breakout room and one of the therapists can pull them into a separate section of the Zoom where no one else can see them and we can kind of have that one-on-one time that you would need individually. And I found that a lot of kids will actually use it and it's helped them stay engaged. I think also looking at Zoom, it's forced our therapists to really look at what's the most important and what's the best way to get this to a client quickly. And we've been able to find really creative solutions to be able to give these kids something that they can hear and not feel like they're in school continuously. So looking at how do we make this interactive? And since they're in this group setting, how do they get to see that other kids that aren't from their hometown or aren't in their area are still struggling with this? And it's not just their bubble, it's all throughout Georgia, kids are struggling with this and how do we help them support each other as we're teaching them? This shift towards virtual programming is really a step in the correct direction to get all children the services that they deserve, not just based on their location. And I think the fact that while the pandemic did cause a lot of disruption, the fact that this program was be able to created for that reason will hopefully live on past it, I think is a great testament that with altering times, being able to keep up with what the newest trends are. And I think Hillside has done a really good job of seeing trends and being able to work on them. So having us be able to continue to work towards growth to make sure that kiddos throughout all of Georgia have access to really premier care, regardless of their situation. I feel as if the the telehealth uh, services have been invaluable in making sure that a lot of our youth and families you know, receive the help that they really need. And I, I'm just hopeful for the future that virtual services and telehealth in general is considered as a modality, just as, you know, going, walking into an office is or going into the hospital is or, or, or any of those kinds of classic modes of, of therapy. And so I'm hopeful for a continued growth within, within telehealth. Thanks so much for listening to Reframe Children's Mental Health. To learn more about Hillside's programs, visit hside.org. And to support us, visit us at hillsideatlantafoundation.org.